0: David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Wednesday, August 18th, 2021, season 17, episode number 10. Welcome to the latest edition of... The break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Na- uh, got Dave Hellman and Nick Eatman with me. We've got a lot of things we're going to talk about today. We'll talk about uh, the Cowboys night uh, practice from Monday night. We'll get some observations from these guys and some things that they may have uh, seen and, and heard during that night. We'll also talk about the Cowboys First cut, they get down to 85 players. We'll talk about some of the players that are no longer on the team uh, and a couple interesting cuts around the league that I want to get some opinions from these guys on whether they think the Cowboys should maybe take a look. Uh, We'll maybe get a round of I Get Around. Uh, We've got a couple players I want to throw at these guys to see what their thoughts are on them. And uh, and then we're going to hear from you guys. If you want to call us, the number is 888-855-2297. Again, it is 888-855-2297. And we'll take some calls in the uh, latter half of the show. How's everybody doing today? Going awesome, great. Derek. Let's frickin' go. Awesome. Let's get, let's get after it going. It. Dave, let's start with you, actually. Uh, Mike McCarthy had his, his daily press conference. What do you have to say?
2: Uh, I probably wouldn't look for Dak Prescott on Saturday <laughs> night if I were you. Mm. And I mean, that's a pretty logical conclusion, but I appreciate Mike. Kind of just saying it and saying, it. you know, it's probably unlikely that a guy who hasn't practiced fully since July 28th won't play a in this preseason. Game. The quarterback, yeah, who quarterback had, you know, just now ramping up his throwing. So, uh, you know, sorry everybody, but I think the, ne- the next time we see Dak in a game is going to be against Tampa in front of the whole world. So,
1: okay, Dave, I know you're not worried about that because we know your uh, take on preseason. I,
2: I like my. Of course, I want everybody to stay healthy, but like I, I understand why that is concerning for somebody that your first reps in almost a year, you know, eleven months are going to be a regular season opener against the team that just won the Super Bowl and has yeah. everybody back. Yeah, that should be concerning. Is it concerning for you, Nick? Yeah.
3: Yeah, but it would be concerning if he went out and played. Hmm. Like, the, you know, this is one of those things, and I've said this before, it doesn't start with Dak. It starts with the offensive line. Are they all going to play? Because it's tiring out there. I mean, I'm not, putting, I'm not putting Dak out there if the whole line isn't there, so I'm going to start there and see. And I'm not sure if that, you know, who's all going to be playing there, but you know you can say this rest versus rust is 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 a handful of snaps going to really help him that much was it worth the risk because then he's going to sit out for two and a half more weeks so i'm um, if i'm just not
2: playing him i will say which they shouldn't play him if he's not ready that's fine i will say it's not rust for me that bothers me but i do i believe in the element of you know you 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 probably want to get hit and get up and be like, okay, I'm all right. I got leveled by an NFL defensive lineman and I'm still healthy and my ankle's not broken. I think there's a mental component to that. I would have preferred for And he's talked about it. Dak, like his first press conference of camp, he was like, I want to get out there and take a hit and just be back in the groove of playing football play to play. And he's not going to get to do that now until the season opener. I wish he could have gotten that out of the way. But as far as rust, I don't really worry about that. You know, this brings up a little bit of a bigger topic, and you have something, Nick. What well, that is, rust? I mean, but I mean, but everything you just said—I don't think of that as rust. I think it's just what is it then?
3: I mean? Like, it seems like it's kind of the same thing. Like everything you wanted him to kind of get is to probably able- rust.
2: To me, implies that like his timing with his receivers is off, and he just you know they're not on the same page. Like I don't I don't worry yeah. about or like you know the way that he's. Re- reading what the defense is doing cuz he hasn't done it in so long. I don't worry about that. I just think, you know, it's like uh it's like getting into a swimming pool, just acclimating to the you know the temperature of the water. I don't know. I don't think of that as rust, maybe it is. Either way, I mean,
3: I think we're kind of saying the same thing. You just want him to kind of you don't want it the first time to get back in it going up against the the Bucks, but that that is the way it's going to be and it's everything's risk reward. I mean, is it is it worth it? You know, Romo wanted that in twenty sixteen. Yep. Romo remember remember how much he had missed in twenty fifteen? Mm-hmm. He needed those plays until his back got crunched over in Seattle and then that changed the franchise. Maybe for the better. And you know, you know, because Dak came in and Zeke and that whole year was was what it was. But I mean, it's the same concept. It was Romo needed a few snaps, but he doesn't know how he didn't know how to just not play the game right. You know, not to play that preseason game. And does Dak? Is Dak gonna take off? I'll never forget Troy gonna Aikman. going to play football. Fourth preseason game against Houston one year. It was like 93, 94, playing, I think, in the in the Astrodome or the Alamo Dome. And he flipped over. I think it was. He flipped over the top for a touchdown. It had to be in 92 or 93 because Jimmy was the coach. And it was a touchdown. And he flipped over the top, Troy Aikman. Fourth and preseason game. Fourth preseason game. And he, and he comes over, and everyone's congratulating him except Jimmy. And he was like, you're an idiot. you're stupid and might have thrown some other words in there like what are you doing and he's like playing football you know but that's what it is so
1: if that's going to be that way then uh, let's let's go sunflower seeds I do think this brings up a little bit of a bigger topic though when you um, Mike McCarthy talked about the fact that the third preseason game which will be the fourth preseason game for the Cowboys because they had Mm -hmm. a Hall of Fame game he said that game is going to be for the guys trying to make the team Um, I heard heard this morning when I was on my drive-in, they were talking about uh, the Giants, and it made me think about the juxtaposition. They actually are looking at the third preseason game as their dress rehearsal. They're thinking of it as, that's our ramp-up to the season. So we'll probably start our starters and have them play a quarter or two so that they work into that following. Because you you do have that week in between Mm -hmm. the final preseason game and the beginning of the season. They're thinking that's more of a ramp-up. Which do you think could be a better strategy for a team? For this team?
3: Uh, the way they're doing it, because we've got to remember the Giants don't play Thursday night like the Cowboys do. The Giants can do that, and they still get 15 to 16 days before they play their their next game. The cow, and I'm not saying it's it's just a short turnaround, but it's it's 10 days. Hmm. You know, I think the Cowboys are the only Sunday preseason game on August 29th because of the NFL Network. You know that just it just doesn't seem right, and there's no reason to complain about it or all that. But it's just they are the last preseason game. And they are the first, the first preseason season game, game too, and they were the first one, <laughs> right? You know, and it's and that's what this this star right here that I'm pointing to. That's what this star is all about. That's that's what Jason Garrett says. It comes with the dinner, but it's 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 it's, it's different. It's got to be different for other teams because McCarthy's trying to get them ready for
2: the September 9th game. So that's why
3: probably why he's doing it this way this year.
2: Yeah, that's a I mean, that's a good question, and I don't have a great answer to it. I will I'll just say if you're going to do that. I hope you make sure the other team is planning on doing that the same way. Because if the Giants are sending their starters out against somebody who's treating it like, you know, fringe roster guys, that's stupid. I would never do that. Like, well, last night's Hard Knocks episode was a great example why, if you watched it, Mm -hmm. a phenomenal story about Azur Kamara. Um, but you know he's back at the depth chart. He's trying to make things happen, and he clipped Garrett Gilbert like twice. Try you know trying to make a play, not he's trying to make the team, not knowing the ins and outs of practice, not necessarily worried about the long term. You know he's worried about making the team, and they had to yell at him. They're like, "Don't touch the quarterback, my guy." And you got a team full of guys like that playing a lot of times in the finale game. It's a, it's a messy game. You've watched them. You've watched plenty of them. It's awful. It's terrible. So. I just—I wouldn't want to send the guys I'm counting on to win me games out against guys like that. Yeah, and, and, and also to clarify that, like, obviously it's a game,
3: so those guys, you know, you're going to go full tilt. But just like in practice where Kamar went a little too much and hit, you know, hit uh, Gilbert on the arm, in a game— he might go too far and and just and have a penalty like a roughing the passer penalty or something like that. Uh, even though you're allowed to hit and tackle and do everything, but you don't want that. You don't want a guy's agenda to try to make the team going up. You know because he, he's going to bend the rules and he's going to do whatever he you know he it takes for him to be noticed. So um, yeah, and I do think the coaches do talk about it. I do think Cowboys and Jaguars have talked about it. Because I believe at one point Jacksonville was supposed to be the dress rehearsal. And it may have just been like, what is Jacksonville trying to do? What what do Cowboys want to do injury-wise? So mm-hmm. I think I think somebody asked me this question, is it what their plan is? And I think it's got to be a
1: year-to-year thing.
3: Yeah. I would imagine next year could be totally different on well, three preseason games.
1: Yeah. Well, we're also in uncharted territory, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first time that you're going to have that teams are going to have other than yeah. the Cowboys and Steelers are going to have three preseason games, and it's the first time everybody's going to have 17 regular season games. So, um, I also wonder the more regular season games they add to this, how much does week one really? And I know every game matters, mm-hmm. but I wonder how much you know getting off to that hot start really matters. If you know it can the month of September, those first two to three games. Can those be games where you do kind of work your starters into a little bit more of a lather rather than having to figure that out in the preseason uh, because you've got 17 games or if it goes to 18 or whatever the case might be, right?
2: I think that's, yeah, I think that's a byproduct of the way the league is right now, which I mean, I'm in favor of. It's a more health-conscious, player-friendly league, but... I, just in general, I think for a few years now, like, September's kind of ugly while these teams yeah. get there. I mean, you're not—you used to practice twice a day and, like, leave your starters in for a lot of your preseason games. Now you don't. I mean, you know. um. So if this is the dress rehearsal on Saturday, like, Amari Cooper's going to go into the season probably with 10 reps under his belt. Dak will have none. Like Tank you know? will have none. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 so— yeah, it, I think yeah. that's the new norm—is playing your way into game shape over the course of the first five or six weeks. Yeah, I think the best way to say it is what
3: Dave said: is it's a byproduct. Is it is it ideal? And you're never going to get a coach, scout, player to say, "Well, we got a lot of these games. You know, this isn't like load management yeah. type stuff like the NBA, but it is what it is. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna just say, "Well, you know, we don't have the other option. So if we're not 100 percent ready, then it is what it is. We hope to win these games, but." We, we all think that we're going to be in better, you know, in tune with the team in October than we will be in September, just because of the way the NFLPA
1: and the NFL has structured it. All right, let's jump into Cowboys night. Uh, Cowboys have their annual event last Monday night. Two, real quickly, that,
2: when, that spiraled. But, so Amari Cooper is expected to play Saturday, okay. just anybody that was curious and it sounds like there's going to be a new kicker punter in camp as well. I think Hunter Nice
1: Wanders. Kicker or punter or both. both? Kicker punter. One he's going to, huh. yeah. One guy.
2: Hunter Nice wander, same thing. Uh he's apparently banged up so look for them to sign <laughs> a guy by the name of Liram Hajrlahu. Uh he's Canadian. He's been in the CFL for a long time. Um
1: Are you guys worried about the kicking position? I mean the kicker punter like both? And maybe it's just me, but the fact that the kicker has been hurt throughout all this time, Mm. it does worry me a little bit just because of his age and because you know a couple of years ago he was injured and he didn't have a great season and i'm just a little bit worried are you guys at all
2: i don't think those are the same thing he had a groin that year that lingered with him all year mm-hmm. and this year he had back surgery months ago and he was he was kicking in arizona he kicked for like a half hour and he made them all i was okay. like okay you look fine I to mean, me if i was the 53rd guy on the roster i'd be worried about it you know i mean he,
3: no one knows who that is but or they might have to always just yeah because the thing about it is, is that you get to Tuesday of the of the the game. Well, I'll say Tuesday; it's a Thursday game. But I mean, if you get to the to the week of the game, you know, four, five, six days before the Tampa Bay game, and zurline's not one hundred percent, then you're gonna you're gonna end up getting you're gonna get somebody else, and you're gonna go to the waiver wire, and you're gonna get a who do we have two years ago? He made every kick. I forgot his name. Maher. Maher. No. Oh. No. After that. He, he's oh, everybody oh, in the oh, league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in oh, every every place exactly. in the league, yeah, yeah. even New England. Kai Forbath. Kai Forbath. There we go. And um, you you get, he's still you, out there somehow. Well, yeah, probably he's still a free agent. I right?
2: think he's he's somewhere.
3: Well, I mean, you, you get a guy like that, yeah. and and he, you know they don't have to learn the offense or anything. They come in and they kick. But the problem is, is you, you're gonna you're gonna have to cut a player, you know, on your team just to get him in the ros- on the yeah. roster. So
2: I'm not 100 percent worried about it. He's not on a team. I thought he was. Uh, I thought somebody had
1: mentioned he was a free agent. Somebody he, like that. They'll do a tryout. Bring him come, back. Yeah. Kai, come back. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. I do want to talk about the uh, Cowboys' night. want to get some observations from you guys. Let's start with Amari Cooper. Dave, you just mentioned he's going to he's expected to play this week. Uh, he did return to practice on Monday. Uh, what did you guys see from him? What, how much was he used? I saw a lot more
2: than I expected to from a guy who hadn't done anything. Like, you know, typically that's a very slow process. Demarcus Lawrence did individuals for 15 minutes and then ran back to get treatment. Amari State, he went through individuals. I actually asked him this. I was like, you know, what was their plan for you? Because I wasn't expecting you to see team. And he was like, oh, it was up to me, which <laughs> I didn't. I feel like it's not usually that, like, Dak Prescott's a perfect example. Yeah. Like, they tell you what they want you to do. But Amari said he went through individuals and was like, I feel good. I want to do some team. So he did. And he looked like Amari. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's nothing. There's nothing super flashy about his game, but, like, he caught a slant over the middle. And, you know, you can kind of tell, even though they're not tackling, that I was like, oh, that would have gone for 60 yards. Like, you can just tell. Yeah. And, yeah, so, I, you know, he had one, you know, nice catch and run. And I think he got five reps, and then he was like, okay, now I'm done. So, he's going to do a little bit more today with an eye on playing, you know, 10 or so snaps against Houston. So, all systems go. Malik Hooker. I mean, he... Johnny on the spot for an interception
3: there. I, I, Perfect, I, I right? Like yeah. yeah. Now, now the best part about it was, I mean, the ball didn't just float up for no reason. I mean, Nashawn Wright did a nice job there at, at the goal line and tip it up. But that's the kind of you want your safety to be in position to make plays. And I thought he did a, a nice job there. Um, he's, you know... He said something interesting in his press conference though yesterday and he said that, you know, he talked about him and Kazee, they both, you know, they what are they, the Achilles boys or whatever, and, you know, they they're going through the same injury. He said we're pretty much the same player. Which sounds good until then you're like, okay, can the same player with the same injury and the same body type sort of be you know, both have roles? They're both when, veterans, they're both veterans. It's not I like mean, a young guy you're developing. You know, yeah.
2: they're both guys that probably aren't going to have a huge special teams oh, workload. Yeah, Malik Hooker made it clear
3: he hasn't done anything on special teams yeah. ever. You yeah. know, so I just wonder if those, both those. I mean, I, I think you keep them both. I'm not saying you don't. I just wonder can they be?
2: I've been on, I've been wondering that since yeah. the day Hooker got here. I'm just like, this feels redundant. And yeah, like I, I'm not trying to cut either one of them either, but. When you talk about roster building, like they do the same job, they are this—you know—they're the same type right. of player. They're not. You probably don't want them playing a ton of strong. They're not going to play a ton of special teams. So, are it's these interesting.
1: are these two guys you think we may get into the season and the Cowboys could maybe use them interchangeably, rotate them? I mean, like it, you don't typically see safeties rotating in and out of the right. the lineup but do you think that might be the case? Here? Well, I mean, like
3: what he's saying though, what we're both saying is that it it's going to hurt the roster somehow because is yes, do you want those two guys over Darian Thompson? Sure. But Darian Thompson's going to help you on special teams. Your backup safety there is going to have to do something and neither one of those two guys can do it. Which I think what'll end up happening is is your starting strong safety is going to do it. Donovan Wilson will be a starting safety that will also play special teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think you could do that. They will never say this yet, but McQuamo's not getting cut. Right. If that's how we say
2: his name, McQuaumo. You don't.
3: You, you just. You think that's just foregone. He's on. I do. I, I think they. I think they have something here with him. A cornerback
2: who plays safety. He's a cover. No, he's a coverage coverage safety i'm all in favor of that but i mean now we're now we got problems in terms of math because you got hooker you got again these two free safeties that don't do much of else donovan three darian thompson is one of john fossil's guys not saying that definitely guarantees him a job but something to consider and now muquamu gives you five and that's on top of a cornerback situation where I guess Reggie Robinson going to IR yesterday helps with that, but you still probably want to keep
1: six corners. Well, don't you think part of the issue here is that, I mean, you guys just talked about uh, uh, Casey and and, um, Hooker Hooker being the same player. They're also both older. Are you going to let a younger guy who you think could develop in Mukwamu go for the purposes of having these older guys that may only be here a year or two?
2: There you go. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Part of the appeal of a rookie is that they're on a four-year deal. I get that. Yeah. A cheap four-year deal. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Although, which w- w- the money that the money that Casey and Hooker have been given True. is negligible. Yeah. But
1: it, but they're short-term guys, I would think. Like, I I think. I don't think of them as futures for the, Cow- for I the Cowboys. Think, I think they're short-term think term guys.
3: Fossil's going to get two of the three when it comes to defensive backs that are special teams guys. I don't think he's going to get all of them. Um You know, I think he'll get Thompson or um, Kennedy, which is really turning into more than just a special teams guy. Yeah, and uh, Goodwin,
2: and he, which who he called the ace. So I made that joke the other day, and I get it. The special teams is important, and it's something you got to consider in putting a fifty-three together. But if I were them, if I were McCarthy and Will and Stephen Jones, I'd be like, you're getting Goodwin, so that's that's your guy already. I mean, we'll give you we'll give you Darian if you want him, or we'll give you Luke Gifford. You're getting Dorrance Armstrong, who you love as well. Like, figure the rest of it out. Yeah, like, that's what yeah. we draft. We drafted eleven guys. Like Jabril Cox can do whatever it is that yeah. you're convinced somebody else, like Darian. You know, I'm not trying to fire Darian Thompson, yeah. but surely somebody can do his job and be more
1: versatile. Yeah, I don't think Darian Thompson gets a job here as a backup. Just because he can play special teams, because there are better special teams players that are going to be like your ace, right?
2: Going to find out because Rich Pasaccio used to get whatever the hell he wanted. Like there were seven of those guys on the team when he was here, and it was like I don't, we used to talk about it on this show. We were like, "How many of these guys do you need?" Like, yeah. and I would, I would rather have Malik Cooker, even if he's, you know, even if he's not doing anything. Just yeah. you know what I mean.
1: Than, than that, in my opinion. Until, yeah, so. until week one, they have a return for a touchdown against the Cowboys, and then it's kind of like, uh, eh, maybe maybe we need some of those guys. Bet. They're, right? not, they're not
2: going to lose to the Bucks because somebody didn't make a special teams tackle. You can Watch that. Quote uh, me. Yeah, no, but quote me. We'll yeah, cl- hold on to that clip off. for us. Yeah. Let's just see how it goes. Hold on, me. To that, clip.
1: Hold on to that clip. All right. Uh let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the 85 cut Cowboys get down 85 with the rest of the league. Uh, there's some guys that got cut from the Cowboys, but also a couple guys that got up from some other teams that I want to throw out uh, and get some opinions on. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: Before there was a draft, you could size up a Cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. The Cowboys way. Where
2: 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where Turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing the star where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going bank of america is proud to be the official bank of the dallas cowboys and to support the quest of living life the cowboys way copyright 2020 bank of america corporation
1: want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys
3: Dallas Cowboys training camp presented by American Airlines is back at the Star in Frisco. Watch the Cowboys practice on August 20th, 27th, and 28th inside Ford Center at the Star. Admission and parking are free. Visit the Star Frisco.com for
1: details. Welcome back to the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And real quick, we got to get to the phone lines because they say we got a call from out of the country, and that costs a lot of money. So let's go straight to the phone lines. We got a call <laughs> from someone named, I think it's Ambar.
4: <laughs> Well, you know, it's cheap for me. I got money. I can buy oh. anywhere.
1: <laughs> hey, you have. Wait, hold on, hold on. You just had a baby. There's no such thing as having money ever again. That baby's That's gonna rich. take all of your money. Good point. Well, you Sorry. gotta
4: have a better mentality than that. You gotta think rich. I got <laughs> you gotta money. think rich. I got abundance everywhere. <laughs> Welcome Jeez. to the
1: show, Amber Garcia. We miss you. How's everything going?
4: Good. Good. Uh, tired, but good and happy. <laughs> um honestly just calling for one thing for you guys what's that it's a very simple question oh, no. very general are we actually but because you know i'm not it's hard for me to keep up with what's going on right now uh-huh. and kind of taking care of a baby at the same time but i just want to know are we actually getting better or not and when we when i get back to work am i walking into excitement and happiness? <laughs> Or am I walking into disappointment in one of those seasons again? So that's what I want to know from you guys.
2: AG, just, as usual, just wants us to predict the future. Some things don't <laughs> yeah, change.
4: Yeah,
2: it, it's simple. Well, when when is that going to start, though? Like,
3: what is it? Is yeah, when it, are you? When when are, when do you think we'll see you? Is it is it right after the Bucks game? Because I don't know about that one. If that's <laughs> when you start, <laughs> I'd say probably that's, not.
4: Like mid October.
2: Oh yeah. Okay, mid October. Oh. Will things be good? Five and one. Oh, Oh, I'm completely I'm completely talking out of my butt. You know, I was going to say, you
1: know, if Dave is saying Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Wow. We'll see. Yeah, I think I think
3: that the the, the schedule, we think and you never know what teams are going to be. But we think the schedule is going to be favorable for them to to compete, maybe win these games. And it gets a little tougher
2: later on, we Mm -hmm. think. A.G., it'll be happy and positive just because you're back, regardless of what the Cowboys are doing.
4: Oh, I don't know about that. I heard, <laughs> I heard you guys. I heard you guys um, talking. I t- turned on the show right when you guys were talking about easing in players. I didn't hear exactly who you were talking about specifically, but I'm like, man, who do we gotta ease into this season? I mean, is that gonna be slowing down the Cowboys? Is it gonna be one of those times again where we're like, oh, here's a slow start, but then kind of get going later down the season, but then. Hey, it's kind of too late, actually. So <laughs> it's too late. Never mind. <laughs> so I, I, just, I want to have a better idea of what I'm going back to work to, what I'm getting into this year with the Cowboys.
3: Well, we know it won't be 8-8 eight and eight season. But yeah, we know that. It could be 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. It could be 8-9, and 9-8. Nine, <laughs> nine and eight. I don't know. I think it's gonna be maybe. I say
2: it's gonna be better than that, but optimism just dripping from this I know. show right now. I know. The <laughs> one
1: thing, I, the one thing I think I know. Well, Dak hasn't thrown a pass right. in forever. The one thing I think I know is that the defense won't be worse. So I think <laughs> okay. if that gives you any hope, uh, I don't think they'll be worse than they were last year. So that's, been, there's something they've to that.
3: Been pretty good. That's what I'm in saying. These, I,
1: these two, I don't think games. they'll be worse. I think yeah. they'll be a better defense, and so eh, maybe that's a reason for optimism. We'll see.
2: Yeah, you're you're gonna like Dan Quinn, A G. He's yeah. got some, he's just he's got some he's got some stuff to him. He's the smoothest cusser yeah. I've ever <laughs> ever heard. He just he just throws
3: in and, and you're looking around and you're like it's kinda like Will Ferrell in that old old school movie at the wedding where he's like, Did he just cuss? Did he just say something? You're Like, yeah, he does. He doesn't he's awesome. Yeah, he slips it
1: right past yeah. you. It's not it's not with like he didn't say it with oomph. He just kinda right. says it and before you know it's just rolled off the tongue. I right? love it. Yeah. yeah.
4: Hey, real quick. I saw him Go ahead on the show. Just real quick, I saw him on the on, when I was watching Harnox, I saw him watching the game from upstairs on the booth. Do you guys think that's actually going to be beneficial, or do you think it's it's better for him to be on the ground on the field with the players?
3: I, I, you know, I personally think it's better for coordinators to be up top um, to see, but they. It's hard to get a a coach that wants. He wants to get in the mix there. He wants to Mm -hmm. be down there. Wants to talk to the players. We have seen on Hard Knocks that he'll he'll get them on the phone and he'll communicate with them. But you know, it it is one of those things. And I have friends that coach in the high school ranks, and that that they say, yeah, you see a lot more up there. We know Mm -hmm. that you see better, but they want to be able to kind of talk to the players, motivate and do all that. But if they're willing to take a step back like it sounds like he is, he'll probably see more and be a better coach from up top.
2: You do the things that make you worth your paycheck from the booth in my opinion. I don't even I don't know jack about football compared to Dan Quinn, but he, like we watch these Frisco practices in the booth as opposed to the sideline. It's like watching a completely different sport. You're like, "Oh, okay, here's the rotations, what the safety's doing." Like and now put real coaching football knowledge into that. Get Leon let to smack guys on the ass and motivate them. Like anybody can do that. That's, I always, I watched the sidelines during games and I'm like, half these guys are just talking to hear themselves talk, honestly. Like, give me the guy that's in the booth making the calls and the adjustments. That's
1: what's important. And if something's really that important to talk about you can get, get them on the phone, Dan did it with Micah at the yeah, Hall of absolutely. Fame game. It was,
3: was that um, the la- uh, last night's hard knocks or the night before? Or the, the first episode. Because I mean, we've seen with, him in the booth. On the booth. phone with Micah? Yeah, no, with what she was saying um, that you saw him in the, in the booth. From
4: the first episode yeah, when first he was episode. talking to, yeah, Micah. Parsons. What did, what but did, then that's what it, it led me to think. I'm like, okay, communication-wise, I mean, are you going to be trying to get guys on the phone? Hey, real quick, jump on the phone. Or obviously you talk to other coaches to transmit the message. But I, it, I thought it was kind of interesting, and it led me to wonder, like, okay, which way is actually better because it has this, disadvantages and advantages at the same time, but which one kind of outweighs the other, you know?
3: Yeah. We had a big debate on, on there was people like in our office uh, this morning, some people did not like last night's episode of uh, Hard Knocks, and some people thought it was way better than the first one. It was, it was, Dino, Dave and I don't agree with that. I thought last night's was not as, not the best one. Did you see that one
2: yet?
4: No, I haven't seen it yet. I'll see it today. I'll have it on the TV.
2: Yeah. You got
1: yeah. better stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah,
2: she's yeah, got more important I things to do. I a baby to
4: put yeah. to sleep and do all that.
1: Right. Uh, real quick though, before you go, I have to let everybody know and and publicly congratulate you on another oh Emmy win. Like this girl's just racking up Emmy hardware, and this time it <laughs> was for it was for a documentary, which you hadn't done one for us before, uh, but you did a phenomenal job on on that story on Connor Williams. And, uh, and you were recognized by your peers winning an Emmy. I'm very, very proud of you, Amber.
4: Thank you so much. Awesome. I appreciate it.
1: Yep. That was a that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And,
3: uh, you know, I was going to uh, see Connor here today. I was probably mentioning it to him. But knowing Connor, he'll be like,
1: cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do need to mention that to him. Let him know. Because he, he put yeah. in a lot of time with you to get that done, too. So make sure he knows it was Emmy winning.
4: Yeah, his so. family is going to be happy. I haven't told him yet, but his family is you going to probably throw a party for him or something.
1: Yeah. Got a great family. Fun family. All right, Amber, we're going to let you go get back to the little man. But, uh, but it's good to hear from you. And uh, don't be a stranger. If you hear something on the air, if Dave says something or Nick says something, you need to smack them around, then give us a call and jump in. Smack them around. Fair.
4: <laughs> well, thank you guys for your time today and allowing me to kind of chit-chat with you a little bit. All right. It's been a while.
1: We miss you. We'll see you later. Hurry back. All right. Bye. Bye. Guys. All right. Bye-bye. All right. If, uh, by the way, we can take other calls as well. 888-855-2297 is the number. Uh, real quick, though, let's get to the cuts. Cowboys get down to 85. Who got cut? And uh, and then let everybody know kind of when is the next cut? How does this all work from the standpoint of the cuts getting Tuesdays. to down to the final roster?
3: Tuesday. They cut to 85 yesterday. Next Tuesday, cut to 80. The next Tuesday, 53. There we go. So, no longer, and Dave will appreciate this more than anybody else, no longer are we cutting down the roster in the middle of LSU season opener. On uh, Labor
2: Day weekend. It's the worst yeah. day of the year.
3: It's the best day of the year, slash, you, no, it you sucks. hate that. Well, you just well, I, hate that
2: part. It's, it's It's Christmas for anybody that likes college football, and you yeah. spend the whole time sort of glancing at your phone,
1: yeah. working on stories, not feeling relaxed, so... I'll be honest. Yeah. I feel for you guys every year on that day because inevitably I'll be somewhere with my family. We'll be somewhere and we're doing something, and I'll be just checking my phone. Like, and I'm seeing it, but you guys are having to do the work. Yeah. And and so every year I feel for you. I'm like, man, this sucks. Not this, this year. Really sucks. Let's yeah. go. August
3: thirty first uh, is when they cut the fifty three, but they cut five yesterday. Or basically, it's just roster reduction. You don't have to yeah. necessarily cut. You just get them off the roster. And they only um, actually cut like two guys. Two guys: Kyron Brown and Brennan Eagles. Um. Yeah, Texas. He just didn't. He just didn't. He pretty have, much
1: did what he did at Texas. Yeah, he
3: wasn't like like a star. Star. No, at and Texas, honestly, right? Texas. The when guy. he
1: came, when he came into Texas, he was like there was a lot of attention on him. Like he was a recruit that they really wanted, and and so everybody had really high expectations for him, and he just never quite got there. He'd have a game here or there where it was pretty good. But most of the time, he was just kind of like you. You'd get through a game, you'd be like, "Did he? Did he do anything? Do he have a catch?" It's that kind of thing where it just wasn't consistent. Well,
2: I'm not you know? trying to take shots, but I feel like that's uh, that's been a thing. Like getting the talent to Austin has not been the problem recently. I agree. I agree. So, and, and so that's always the question of coaching. Well, not wanting to get into that. He but never. Yeah. He never had a shot here, and I'll right. tell you why. We
3: have a guy, a, a, a camera operator, videographer, Alex Lilly, does mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. down there, shot a lot of training camp, and he's a big UT fan.
1: Okay, didn't know that. Oh
3: yeah, big UT
1: fan. He just went up a notch in my book, so. Okay, okay.
3: and he um he was shooting, you know, one of the plays, and he made a catch and for a touchdown, and he kind of yelled out, "He's like, go Eagles!" And I'm like, "Yeah, see, you can't." That's what he's. Yeah, I was like, I'll see. First of all, <laughs> cheering and and you know shooting at the same time is, is kind of weird, <laughs> but go Eagles is really not something that that you know is
1: said ar- around here. So. Yeah, it was no. Uh, that's one you definitely want to stay away from. He
3: had an uphill him. battle, you know. Eagles with the Cowboys was going to be a tough one anyway.
1: I get enough random tweets from people like Eagleton. Really? I'm like, seriously. Like, I've Never. Even, really? I've never is that what we're doing? I've never even
0: thought that. But that's, no, yeah. It's, okay.
1: Eagles is just not a it's not a word people Cowboys fans like to say or hear or even read. I guess. All right, let's jump in. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about a couple guys around the league that got cut. There were two names that well, jumped out to hang, me. Hang, uh, hang, I mean, all right,
2: we're burying the lead here. We just did five minutes on Brennan Eagles, and we're not going to talk right. about the fourth-round
1: cornerback being put down for the year? As a tone Well, injury. but he wasn't – He okay, let me ask you. Reggie Robinson. Reggie Robinson. If Reggie Robinson were not hurt, is Reggie Robinson making this team? No. Okay, so the fact, he just got an that extra year. In my that, opinion, that he got an extra year, so that's a good thing,
2: right? It's it's newsworthy. Fourth okay. round fourth round picks make the team here, so it is. It's interesting to think he couldn't get on the field last year. He wasn't doing enough to make the team this year, and you know, I mean, it's not the end of the world. It yeah. is just curious though. This team is usually better at drafting than that, or or something. Was is the guy not a fit? Were were they wrong about him? I don't know. Well, here's the The thing. Fortunately, we don't have to answer that right now because he'll be back next year. That's when you go to IR during training camp. You're done. You can't come back, but you retain Reggie's rights. So I mean, he'll be here next year. But that's an inauspicious start to his career.
1: But but you gotta.
2: I
3: said who else did that? Woe, Alana Lua. Yeah, they Shea, so they put Shaywo down for the two year. Two guys as well. out for the year right now. You put them on IR right now like you said out for the year. No, let's go back to Rich.
1: But I think you got to factor in the fact that there are that the Cowboys came back this year. They got him in the 4th round last year, but they came back this year and got a second and a third round cornerbacks, right? So so those are higher picks than him and and they played like it. So But that's his point.
3: If if you I mean, if they come back next year and get a first-round corner and a second-round corner, then what is that going to show you about what they think of Nashawn
1: Wright or Kelvin Joseph? I get that, but also I think that this is where you start getting that rub between coaching and scouting. Because you're talking about a fourth-round pick yep. that spent most of his rookie year playing safety. So did he get a fair chance to really be able to develop and compete at cornerback like, those are the questions that you have to ask when you start saying, hey, before you would just say that they just didn't do a good job with from the standpoint of drafting. Uh,
2: OK, I mean, every like fourth round picks regularly become meaningful contributors to this team in my time working here. Mm-hmm. And Reggie's going to be going into year three without. And, and I'm I'm really not blaming him. Honestly, I haven't talked to him. I've never talked to Reggie Robinson, thanks to covid. Um, but if I were him, I'd probably be pretty pissed about the way my yeah. career has shaken out to this point. Um, I'm not, and I, I'm not dogging him. I just it's weird and interesting. This is not the trajectory that we see for fourth round picks. We're very exci- we're very excited about Jabril Cox. Anthony Hitchens is the name that I bring up all the time. Dark Prescott. Like, mm-hmm. if you're a fourth round pick, players, yeah. if you're a fourth round pick, you're probably. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, not not setting the world on fire, but a quality member of this roster. Mm -hmm. Dalton Schultz, if you're drafted in the fourth round, I have a decent amount of expectations for you. And Reggie Robinson is high up on the list of of guys that just haven't hit that mark yet. Charles Tapper is another one that comes to mind. I mean, it does happen. I still think it's worth noting.
1: Okay, that's all. And duly noted. I think that's a good point. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to take our final. Oh, no, actually, before we take our break, I did want to real quickly get your opinions because I got some messages on this. Josh Rosen, quarterback, he was with the San Francisco 49ers, was cut. Yes, was waived yesterday. Uh, Because the Cowboys have had issues at backup quarterback, lots of question marks there, do you think that's one that maybe the Cowboys should just take a look at?
2: And I say this as some, I really, I loved Josh Rosen. I loved his cockiness. I think he had a very pro-ready type of game in that draft. Like, I'm looking back at it like, I I would have drafted Josh Rosen before Josh Allen for sure. Mm, Wow. Josh Josh Allen was pure uh, projection based on absurd, you know, athleticism, which it looks like it's working out. You're going to be wrong about guys if you talk about the draft and long enough. And fit matters
1: too, right? Yeah, I think fit matters, and, and maybe he got the right fit, and Rosen hasn't.
2: The point, well, the, the point is, I liked Rosen a lot, but it, it's been four teams by now, and I know you know he's he's been in a different system all this time. I get that he's done all these different things. He hasn't had a chance to get comfortable, but I don't know if you're that good. At some point, shouldn't your talent shine through? I mean, he got to work with Tom Brady for a year. He got to start games for the Dolphins. I know they didn't have a lot of talent around him, but you should have seen something that yeah. made somebody kind of sit up and say, "Oh, okay." And and Garrett's been here for a year. He's went through the whole offseason install. So Rosen will be back right where he's always been if he comes here, just learning a new thing on the fly, mm-hmm. trying to make it work, and I don't, you know, I I don't I doubt he can. I think Garrett Gilbert is probably better than him right yeah. now. And that's kind of what I
3: was pointing out um
2: I guess in the column that I wrote that we mentioned
3: is that is that, yeah, you're going to have names that you that you like or that, that you've heard of or were drafted better. But like, you know, there's a reason why they're available. And are they going to come in and and be, you know, better than what you've got and understand, you know, who's understand the offense enough that if something were to happen to Dak, this guy's going to be ready. This guy's going to be, you know, he's not going to be as ready as, as Garrett Gilbert. So you have to factor that part into it as well. Like, whoever is going to have, got to have way more talent, got to have more upside, and got to be ready to play. That's just very rare to find that right now. Now, he had some pretty decent guys ahead of him. Like, you understand why he got cut in San Francisco, because all, but all those guys, Garoppolo, the guy they drafted, then it was CJ Beathard yeah he's been around you know yeah he's been a he understands the system obviously a lot more too, so you knew that was probably going to happen, but
2: at this point, I to to think it's no. it's gonna take it's gonna take a guy who has started and won significant games in the league to come available for that for for me to think that they would make a mm-hmm. move, like you know people talk about Chicago because it's the most obvious one i mean, there's a good chance that a guy with some serious skins on the wall will be available at some point whether you know I guess theoretically it could even be Dalton like if Fields just keeps kicking ass I mean I don't pay attention to what the Bears are doing but the you know I think it would have to be a guy like that yeah. not Josh Rosen
1: All right we're going to take our final break when we come back we got some more calls from you guys we got Tony in Atlanta we'll do that when we come right back this is dallascowboys.com radio
0: and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Back to the break.
3: All right, we told you how you could watch the Cowboys at the Star here in Frisco. You can also do the same at AT&T Stadium when the game starts. A limited number of single-game, standing-room-only tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com
1: slash tickets. Let's go. Welcome back to the final segment of the Break Life SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We got a phone call, Tony from Atlanta. Tony, what up?
4: Hey, what's going on, fellas? How y'all? Hey, How you man, doing man, good. Man, I'm great, man. Good to hear y'all. Hey, um, two quick questions. One is the with the schedule being out uh, and
3: the home and road games and everything announced. Do we already know? Or has it hasn't been announced what the um, uniforms are going to be—blue, white, you know that type thing. You know the the bad luck blues and all that. That's my first question. Second question, Um, with all the talk about C.D. Lamb and how great his camp has been and, you know, Cooper missing all this time and people talking about uh, Lamb's ascension, I want to just kind of ask you all and get you all thoughts on what
0: exactly is a number one receiver? We hear the term thrown around a lot, number one, number one, but what exactly really is a number one receiver? Is it the best receiver on the team? Is it just an elite receiver? What are you guys' thoughts on that? Thank you.
1: All right,
3: thanks for the
0: call. To me...
3: To me, it's it's the guy that you absolutely uh, count on every week, and you know he's going to get doubled. You know that that he'll be a focus focal point of the defense, but he fights through that and he makes plays. He can go and make plays. You know, it doesn't he can he can be an outside guy, inside whatever. But number one receiver is the guy that that will will shine above. Um, the the amount of coverage that he'll get, and he continues to consistently make plays. That's that's my you know view of a number one.
1: You know, I'll actually, I you kind of touched on it there, but I look at it more from when you go into every week. Who is the opponent saying that's who we got to pay the most attention to? Who right. affects the game in that way from the standpoint of they're going to get the attention and it creates opportunities for other guys? Now, the byproduct, the, the reason why that happens is because, as you said, they always are making plays, so defenses have to figure out how to control them, how to manage them, how to maybe stop them. But I think it's really about who. who is the other team saying is their top offensive receiver weapon that we got to take away. And if, if whoever that is, that to me is who the number one receiver is.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can get all kinds of into the weeds with that because, like, does your number one have to be an X receiver, like a guy that's out on the boundary? You're I think not, yeah. in most cases it is, but I don't think it has to be. Uh, you know, got like Antonio Brown is famous for moving all over the place. Mm-hmm. Going back to your point, I mean – Is Tyreek kills Kansas City's number one? Like, is he the guy you have to take away, or or is it Kelsey? Like, I'm. I think you could make an argument either way. When you say that to me, I just think that means, to Nick's point, like the game plan starts with taking him away. Mm -hmm. That's what, and so it it, it could be anybody. Really. So let's answer the question
3: he's really asking. Is Lamb their number number one? Who's the number one? It's still Amari for me. It's Amari until
1: until CD has a season where he is truly. It's like, I'll tell you you this. I do expect that to happen this year. And I've said that on another episode that we've had. Go ahead, Dave. No, a lot of people do. And it's hard to argue with them seeing what CD's done. And the
2: vast majority of it has been on the boundary, by the way. I mean, he's been playing outside because Lamar's. No, but we know he can do all of that in the slot. So you add all that together. I understand the hype. But like I've said it before, I think. Amari Cooper, ironically, for being a Dallas Cowboy, I think he's a little bit slept on. I'm not
1: saying he's not top five, but I think he's a lot better than a lot of people want to give him credit for. I, honestly, I, I don't think it has to be an either or. I don't think just because CD becomes the top person that defenses want to take away or feel like they need to take away means that Amari falls off and isn't a good player anymore. I look at, and I compare this to Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt in St. Louis. Isaac Bruce, Isaac Bruce had been the guy. Torrey Holt came along and became the guy. It didn't mean that Isaac Bruce fell off. He just went to the Hall of Fame. He was still a very, very good, a very, very productive receiver. But Torrey Holt was making the plays that were like, Holy crap, did he just do that? Right? And I think that's what's gonna happen here. It's a good problem to have and that's it absolutely is.
2: I'm already annoyed. I'm already annoyed we're going to be here Mondays after one of them blows up and the other Mm -hmm. one has like a pedestrian Mm -hmm. game and everybody's for some reason mad about it. Like I'm already annoyed. You know, the reason it's not for some reason.
3: Because of money? No, it's because they drafted him on, oh, their, well, on yeah. their fantasy football team. <laughs> yeah, because because good they're point. a Cowboy fan and they think Michael Gallup's going to have a big year. So they, they put him in the fourth round of fifth round or whatever, and he's going to have two catches for 24 yards, and he's going to be okay with it because yeah. maybe they won the game. But I'm just saying that'll happen. That's why when I get asked, I got asked this morning on a, on a show about will CD lead the team in catches, yards, and touchdowns. And, you know, fact or fiction. And I was like, I just can't go there. I can't go there on all three Mm. because that's not the way the Cowboys want to play. Yeah. They don't want to play that way. Yeah. They want Zeke to be running for 1,500 yards and run out the clock. So um, I I just don't. I I think Amari will end up maybe getting more yards. I could see CD leading the team in touchdowns. Yep. I think he's going to be the best red zone threat they've got. Yep. Garrett Gilbert, hey. He's smart enough to. They all, all the backups are. If it's if it was a mojo moment or fourth and eight or whatever on you know in practice, throw it up to
2: CD. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll make the play. Yep. You know. As far as the other question. um I totally the, 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 the uniforms. The Cowboys. They have not put out their yeah. schedule, which I mean, that's they don't ever I feel, schedule of uniforms. Well, I no, we, not really, but I feel guilty because I've run into Mike McCord and Bucky mm-hmm. a million times since camp started, mm-hmm. and I could have asked them and just slipped my mind. But it's funny because you can kind of piece some of this stuff together because other teams put theirs out, so yeah. we know Dallas will be wearing blue when they host Denver. Because Denver announced that they're wearing white, so and then you know I'm like you know the Giants are wearing their homes, so both Giants games the Cowboys will be in white if that means anything to you. But as far as a as far as a full schedule of what Dallas is going to be wearing, I no, bet we I don't bet you it. can you can bet on the Tampa game them wearing white. You think?
3: Yeah, just teams like to do that, and it's going to be hot. They want to put their team in. in Navy. Now they usually do that when it's sunny.
2: No, you're you're saying Tampa will be wearing white. Did I not say that? I, Tampa will I be wearing white. Did
1: you just say that that against
2: Denver that Denver's gonna Denver's wearing their whites into AT and So that means the Cowboys. Yeah, the made home the, team
3: gets. They, the, they the did. The they do. The, the Cowboys know. They know exactly what they're doing. Okay, we just don't. We just don't know it. Yeah. The, that means once they've told everybody what's going on, then Denver puts it out what they're going to be wearing. The Cowboys have made that decision. I understand.
1: I'm saying, isn't it curious that the Cowboys chose blue for home game? Mm, they not. typically choose white for home games, right? I Am I missing something?
2: I don't know. It's, I, mean, it, it, I mean, they wore blue like six times a couple years ago, yeah. and I
1: thought in most instances it was because they were in road situations where. They, honestly,
3: they've had a few games where they've they've worn. Uh, blue and they not not always on Thanksgiving. Yeah, they they they. Uh, it was eight games a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it it, it happens. They're they're slowly getting away from that a little from bit. from the white. It's yeah, their, but well, it's their best
1: uniform. They course the cur- blue is or the white. The blue, I think oh. I, as far as, you oh. are opening a you are opening a can of worms, but I actually agree with you. I Matches. think the blue looks the yeah the blue actually looks the best. But but yes, I I, I course, he's opening a they course can corrected
2: of worms. last year though. Like they wore white like fourteen times last year, yeah, they, they,
1: and, they, and, they, and they fixed the pants They, they go with the, the white
2: jerseys. I'm sorry, well, my, I just I microphones don't. pick up whispers too. You know, <laughs> I'm
1: just saying like
2: the the pants are more bluish
1: now. They're yeah, that kind of ice blue.
2: Uh, I don't care. Looks good. I it's. I I the, the white uniform is iconic yeah but the blue looks really good too and it's not bad luck I hate I mean LSU is the same. Like LSU always wears white. They wear white at home. It's their thing. And fans flip. And you got great colors like purple and gold. You need to wear your colors. I we, think our fans hate it yeah. when LSU wears purple because, because it's bad up. juju. I'm like, no, they lost games when they wore purple because they sucked. Nothing bad ever happened to me when
1: I was wearing purple and gold.
2: Okay, ever. Ever. Get, okay.
3: Just say what you want to say. I'm, I'm not saying anything. Just I'm just making a point. Fraternity. It's a point.
2: Okay. It's a point. You're just bouncing around. It's it's it. It. If the team, the team is good, the they could wear. The Cowboys
3: lost games in the 80s because they wore blue because. They went into Philly they and bad. lost. No, they weren't bad. They just, they, on well, the road, it's tougher to win on the road than at home. So they're like, man,
1: we, we were 8 0 in white and we were, we were only 4 and 4 in blue. But, it's because you're on the road. But the point is, in the 90s, when they were rolling, how many times did they lose in blue? Probably not as many. I'm just saying, like, when you're a great team, it right? doesn't really matter. It's the, it's the,
3: they, they it's lost. the players. Yeah. They lost the Eagles, they lost the Redskins the year they won the Super Bowl, they lost in the blue. Probably had something to do with playing at the vet, you know, with Reggie White, I would think. More yeah, it probably has something to do with shit. it, I'm God, guessing. This doesn't look good on me.
2: I'm th- like, wait, I might be speaking out of turn, but, like, the 60s throwbacks that everybody loves so much that they can now bring back mm-hmm. because of the new helmet rule next year— mm-hmm. Weren't those teams terrible? Like the in the sixties, like they weren't good when they wore those. At least not as good as they became in subsequent years. Didn't they get they got good like mid sixties. Yeah, about uh, 60, 66 yeah. They
3: started. I think ice Bowl was sixty seven. But they were um,
2: already moving. They had already moved on to the like more gray silver mm. yeah, helmet. Yeah, by yeah you're right. Yep, you're yep, right. But yep. so, so, people love the throwback because it looks clean. It looks I good, love yeah. it too. It it's looks cool. Good, yeah. yeah. Just it, it the, the players the players wearing the uniform matter not what yeah. the uniform looks like anyway. they the just give me a good looking uniform
1: and whether you do all the, it
2: or lost in it just give me a good look all uniform. of the Cowboys uniforms look good like even you know I know the the white doesn't match and all that but it's a, this iconic like NFL yeah. films look right it the, looks blue, good. the blue looks good the the double star looks good like they yeah. all look good I don't care what they wear they yeah. all look good all right we
1: appreciate you guys to join us. we'll be back on Friday, uh, and we actually got a special guest for you guys on Friday. We're going to have one, Darren Woodson, that's going to be, jo- yeah, I think, <clears throat> maybe, maybe going to be it joining us. Has he called me back yet? We'll see. <laughs> maybe going to be joining us. We'll see how that Make goes. Make a movie about the guy. Yeah, we got, Come we on, got a, man. a documentary coming out this Saturday that's going to be really good about Darren and his life story. And so uh, we want to get him on Friday, hopefully, to be able to talk a little bit about that and just get his opinions on this team. Particularly the safety position, because for the first time in a long time, there are actually some people that maybe are worth talking about at the safety position. So we'll talk about talk. Hopefully, we'll talk to Darren on Friday about that. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com
0: radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this Cowboys?